Hello and welcome to another episode of Hot Takes, the story screen podcast where we go see a new movie in the theater, come back, and record a podcast about it without sharing any of our impressions with each other. You, the listener, you're getting the first impressions we have on this movie on the microphone. I'm Jack Kolejewski, joined today by Robert Anderson. Hey, how are you? Uh, I'm good, Robbie. We just went to see Halloween. We did. The you new wanna... Halloween. That was... Oh. Oh. Uh, oh. Hang on one second. We got to, we're getting a new... Uh, a new guest. Somebody's, somebody's... A new challenger approaches. Hang on. Hey, oh. guys. What are you guys doing? Oh, we're just about to... Uh, we just went to go see Halloween. We, uh, we're recording a hot take on it. Oh, the new Halloween? Yeah. Oh, well, I'm fellow friend Mike Burge, and I'm also on the podcast. Uh, you mind if I... You mind if I... Sit down. I saw it. I saw it a couple I days mean, ago. You didn't. We got like a thing about this. Like we we fresh, go see it. Hot fresh. Tea. Yeah. Uh, oh wait, is this gather simulator? Nope. Nope. So I'll come one. back in a year. Fuck. Nope. That's not it. <laughs> you cheeky. Fuck. You cheeky fucker. Okay, Mike. Go ahead. Confession time. Tell the listener what you've done. Well, I mean, like I was just stopping by to see what you guys were up to. No, no, I, level I, with us here. You know what? You know what you've done. Well, no, I went and saw Halloween. Uh, Without I, us. I, well, yeah, you guys, uh, you guys <sighs> don't like Halloween. No, we like. I like hey, Halloween. Not like the holiday. I know you guys like the holiday Halloween. I mean, like the movie Halloween. I like the movie Halloween that I just saw for the first time yesterday, and then saw the new one today. Yes, I also did that, uh-huh. and I like both. Oh, well, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, the, 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 no, yeah, I went and saw Halloween uh, yeah. over the weekend. Burge, to, to how, check about it out. You, how about you sit down? Because you're standing just over us drooling. And I just need you to. No, it's yeah. fine. I'll you stand. can join. You join us. Just it's okay. It works. It works. It's like a mic. We need a mic. Like a mic. For this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We need a mic on this. Yeah. So, you I've went, been sitting down for a while. I just came from the yeah. Sixth Sense screening mm-hmm. that we did for the Beacon Horror Show Part 4, which is going very, very he's, well. He's kicking ass. He's going great. And Mike Shyamalan, a really good director. Yeah, you know. Your mileage may vary. That first one, though, that is... You cannot argue. Six Sense is just I, a banger, uh, man. That's I, a movie. I was bummed I was not able to see that. Yeah, I would have actually time. liked to see it again so I can definitively tell you how I do not care for his movies, and we just disagree on that. But Can I uh, tell you... Can I say one thing about the Six Sense before breaking the Halloween? Yes. Okay, so for everybody who understands that Unbreakable and Split are happening in the same universe, there's trailers out now, like... Yeah, the cat's out of the bag. Yeah. I believe that in Glass, Haley Joel Osment is going to show up as his character from The Sixth Sense who talks to ghosts and that's his superpower. But isn't like... But that would be cool. Uh, would it's be happening cool. and um, I'm calling it right here on the record. I've been saying this for a couple of weeks, but I've never said it on the mic. So you got, you got good predictions no, no. skills, but, yeah. but I thought Bruce Willis plays both characters. So then... How are you going to get around that? Yeah, Bruce Bruce Willis was Haley Joe Osment in a hairpiece the whole time. Well, it's going to be Haley Joe Osment looking as Haley Joe Osment does, which is not well. And it's going to be because he's going to be like a Dr. Sleep type character who's been going around the country helping ghosts finish their Casper shit. He's doing better than Edward Forlong is doing. Have you seen that guy recently? Not good. I think I saw him maybe ten years ago, and it was not good. So, so imagine how wanna, he looks now. I don't know if I want to add an extra ten years on this. Uh, he boy, probably is doing great. It's been a rough ten years, let me tell you. Well, For Ed, you know, probably. But Hollywood say. sucks you drive, and you're that young. Yep, sure does. Anyway, so speaking oh, yeah, of being sucked dry when yeah. you're young, this is kind <laughs> of a movie about that Halloween. Sucking. In a way, 
Is it about sucking dick? It's about your youth being taken away from you, right? Anyway, what you said already, Robbie. You yeah, like. so so Jack and I Jack, you've seen the original Halloween, but you saw it like a while ago. So we both it's, watched the I, original. It's, it's one that like one of those movies that I, I saw I think when I was like a kid. Like yeah. so young that it's basically we watched it last night and it was probably the first time I've seen it. Like it's what I would consider the first time I've seriously like sat down to watch it. Yeah. So and uh, effectively watched it the first time last night. It was my literal first time watching it. Yeah. As is most movies. Yeah. <laughs> New and old, but uh-huh. I, I really like the original. And yeah, yeah, I mean, coming at the original like with fresh eyes in 2018, it's like it is definitely a movie from 1978. I, we also, you didn't watch this recently, but uh, I watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Which I have seen. For the first time. I have not seen that before. Yeah. Uh, last week with... Uh, our, our significant our others. Our significant others. Yeah. Yes. Um, they that's talked, a date movie. They talked the entire <laughs> time, so it was basically ruined, but that's okay. Um, they also did that for Halloween last night. They, they love did. chatting. They, they're chatty caddies. During, during spooky movies. Yeah. Um, but it's okay. It's all in good fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I like the original Halloween too. My, I think it's great. I assume you also like the original Halloween because you were you wanted to be on this podcast, and we wanted you to be on this podcast because we don't know jack shit about Halloween, and we know you do. No, so that's true. You guys do not know Jack Robbie about Halloween. We do not know hey, Jack Robbie. Like, uh, like no, no, no. I, I Halloween is uh, solidified as my top five movie of all time. Go. All right. My three are constantly kind of changing as we talked about on our one hundred episode uh, our favorite movies stuff like that right. back to the future empire strikes back and stuff like that. who framed roger rabbit yes um five is always like solidified it's halloween i think it's i i think it's one of the greatest movies ever made and i also think that it is arguably the greatest horror movie ever made in the fact of like what it came from how it was made it, the whole thing as it not just like the hour and a half runtime I just I watch this movie every year at least once, usually on October thirtieth to get really juiced for trick or treaters. Spooky, yeah. And I love this movie. I I watch it back to back with the original Halloween two, uh, which is also a very great movie. Which you guys have not seen that, but no. not that basic idea is that it 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 takes up the minute the first one ends. That's what I get. And it's like the hospital yeah. and like the aftermath and stuff like that. And that's where you kind of learn that Laurie is. Uh, Michael Myers' sister, and that's why he's doing this whole thing. It's a very weird, uh, really fun, cool movie. No longer canon. No, I mean, it's this is what's fun, is that yeah. H2O, if you're familiar with H2O, not water, but uh, Halloween H2O. Yeah. Uh, the way the Halloween series, you want to just like get this out front real quick? We should do before this. We, okay. Before you get this out, actually, if you, listener, are listening to this right now, and you have not, or you would like to partake in seeing... Halloween and Halloween 2 back to back. Mike, I think there's a way you can help them out with that. Oh, well, this episode will be coming out like right before that happens. But if people in the area are listening, we are going to be showing Halloween and Halloween 2 back to back on October 30th in the year of our Lord 2018, the present, uh, over at uh, Shed, Spire Studios and Beacon. It's totally free. Starts at 8 p.m. We're going to show them back to back, do pumpkin carving, costume contest, uh, horror movie trivia. It's going to be a blast. So if you guys want to come out to that, Check that out. You can get more details either on our Facebook, at our Instagram, or um, storyscreenbeacon.com, which is the website that we make. Cool. That saves us the plugs at the end of the episode. (laughs) So we can just cut this when we're done. Perfect. So go on. 
Talk us okay, through the so history of, of Halloween. Okay, so uh, there are... Abridged history. Abridged. I've been working on this because okay. I knew I could do this. Okay, so check it out. All right, so we have many a Halloween movies. All right, so Halloween comes out. John Carpenter writes and directs it. Uh, writes it with Deborah Hill. Does the music. Does the music as well, which he's a banger at doing music. Iconic. Before this, he really was just doing weird exploitation shit, like The Last House on the Left. This movie, the original Halloween, for all intents and purposes, is kind of a pop culture exploitation film. It's like a lot of tits, but they didn't want to do too much blood Not and stuff like that. Not that many tits. Enough. For 1978. Yeah, okay. This is the thing. Yeah, this is a this is 40 years ago. And the way the Halloween <clears throat> series works is every 10 years, they try and do it again. Mm-hmm. And so they did one in 78. They did two in 81, I believe. Yeah. Then they did Halloween 3, which is Season of the Witch, which does not have Michael Myers. Because I've heard it's really good. It's though. very cool. Yeah, okay. And there's actually a cool reference. There's references in the 2018 one to all of the other Halloween heard, movies that yeah. are out of control. I was like shaking well yeah. just just having just seen the original and watching this one there's definitely a lot of good references to the original that's the one that they really focus on but they yeah. also do these little tiny fun touches to all the other cool. ones so they made three because the original idea for the halloween series is that it wasn't supposed to be michael myers every time it was like every couple of halloweens you get a new halloween movie directed by a different director and it'd be kind of anthology right. series cool. stuff like that uh, Season of the Witch uh, bombed because everybody's like, where's Michael Myers? They're expecting him to show up. And so then um, in 1988, I believe, 10 years after the original, they did Halloween 4, which has – it's kind of a soft reboot where it's like dealing with uh, Laurie Strode's uh, daughter. Laurie Strode has died in a car crash and her daughter is uh, orphaned. Oh, and weird. Michael Myers is coming after her now because it's his bloodline. Right. Five also follows in that thing. Uh, six finds uh, The Curse of Michael Myers, which is one of the worst movies. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, that brings in all this myth- myth- uh, like like magic shit where yeah. like he's unstoppable because like the devil's got him. Mm-hmm. And, and like there's this like organization called the Th- Cult, Cult of the Thorn, Thorn or something. Yeah. That's, I was like, looking this up last yeah, night. Yeah, yeah. And they do that. That's got Paul Rudd in it and his like first starring role. Yep. I noticed that. Yep. Wow. I saw that on IMDb and I was just like, oh. Hmm. Paul, That's a guy doing? who's not ready to be in movies in yeah. that movie. <laughs> uh, and in that, he kills uh, Laurie Strode's daughter. And then she's got a baby. He's trying to get the baby. Uh, completely tanks. They do these three back to back and it tanks. So then in 1998, 20 years after the original, they do Halloween H2O, which introduces teen heartthrob Josh Hartnett. OG teen heartthrob ah. as Laurie Strode's daughter and they completely wipe away the canon except wait, for one on. and two. Josh Hartnett is Laurie Strode's daughter? Son. Instead, no, instead of her having a daughter, he he has, has she a has a son. Got yeah. it. That's how I meant it's coming out. And they, they do pretty <laughs> much I don't know. I thought maybe it was like a very progressive thing, a gender fluid sort of You know, of, I just whatever, go with whatever. You know. Josh Hartnett can do whatever he wants. Yeah, man. yeah. Especially when you're talking about Jamie Lee Curtis. We'll come back to that. Yes. Uh, mm. So they completely wipe away everything in much the same way that this new Halloween did. Right. Is that they did everything except for the first two. So Laurie is still Michael's sister. Right. And he, uh, the second one ends with uh, them blowing Wait, Michael no. up. And, yeah. Laurie is Michael's sister? After, in, yes. In Halloween 2. In Halloween 2. That's revealed. Yeah. In this new canon, no. Hold on. Check it out. In Halloween 2, it's revealed that Laurie is Michael's younger sister. That they had that he had a younger sister that was only two years old when he murdered his older sister 
back in uh, 1963, I believe it was. Okay. And that uh, Loomis never knew about it because it was a really weird, bad plot hole and they hadn't thought of it. And they came up with it three years later to come up with the reason why Michael Myers would go after Laurie again in the second one immediately after. Okay. Uh, works for the sake of like, it's been around for 40 years. Kind of just like the one that got away. Yep. Sort yep, of. Yep. Yeah. It's totally fine. Yeah. Uh, so they do H2O, which is essentially a trilogy capper to the original two. It is not good, but it's really fun. Especially okay. for a 98 movie. Sure. They do that, and then they do Halloween Resurrection, where Laurie Strode's character gets killed uh, early on in the like kind of like the opening, and then Buster Rhymes Kung Fu fights Michael Myers and says, trick or treat, motherfucker. Uh, movie Tanks. That actually and sounds all right. right. They yeah. scrap it. 2008, 30 years after the original. Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie mm-hmm. comes on, and he's just like, what if Halloween was like porn? Ah, yes. Porn-oween. Okay. And so he makes that... Uh, first one is a huge success. Second one comes out, doesn't do as well, which I, but I think it's a superior movie because it's kind of fucking cool. Um, I watched the, the, I think all I've seen of those movies is the beginning of the first one Mm because I heard actually that, that beginning section of like explaining Michael Myers as like a youth and what he did. I thought that was pretty cool. And that I, I had seen that before seeing this. Mm -hmm. I did not watch the rest of the movie. Um, but it was like it was interesting thinking about that Rob Zombie version of like the origin of Michael Myers versus the original Halloween. I get that there's where you a get long, really no origin. You get nothing. Right? You just yeah. get like which the and kid I think we'll talk about it more as yeah. we talk about the movies, which is what makes Michael Myers one of the best horror villains. But that pretty much catches us up. We do that. Halloween two doesn't do as well. They don't make any more. They don't do anymore. Forty years later. It's okay. every 10 years. Like, they, if, like, there's an eight in the year, time to do something. Okay. And uh, they do this one, which is written and directed by David Gordon Green, co wrote by Danny McBride. Yep. David Gordon Green is the director who also did Pineapple Express. Yeah. And Your Highness, but also All the Real Girls, George okay. Washington, Snow Angels. Okay. Prince Avalanche. Prince Avalanche. Which one is Prince Avalanche? That's uh, one with Paul Rudd and Emil Hirsch, where they're like uh, oh yeah, stuff on there. in the Fun in the movie. woods. Yeah. yeah, I like that movie. movie. Yeah, it's David Gordon Green. Cool. Okay, okay, good guy. Cool. Big big friends with like uh, Jody Hill and Danny McBride and all those cats. That do, well, like, Danny McBride was a producer on this movie and, uh, as well, and he wrote it with yes. David Gordon Green. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Cool. There's some real Danny McBride lines in the movie. Yeah. You just hear it's like that came out of his brain. I know it. Okay. So now that we've got all that history out of the way. Because um, this is a movie steeped in history, and I think it's a successful because it acknowledges that history and it's aware of that history and it plays in it. What did you think of this movie? Because Robbie already said he liked it, Mike. Uh, I think that I think this is a banger of a horror movie. Mm-hmm. It's a crowd pleaser. Yes, uh, I the first when I saw it, it was like a pack theater, and people were like screaming at the screen, like "Don't do that!" and yeah. Oh, he's going to do that. And it's like, that's, I love going to see horror movies where it's like being someone who loves Michael Myers as much as I do going to a movie theater in 2018 and hearing like 15 year old kids that snuck into the theater freaking out. And maybe they don't know who Michael Myers is because the last movie came out maybe eight years ago. It's like, this is really cool because yeah. the character really works. Uh, I think that it's a banger of a movie, but I think more importantly, I think it's a super awesome, like, not it's a super awesome sequel like successor yeah. to the original i think that 
It's it works very well with what it's doing, and it's like a, it's like a Marvel what if comic book. It's like this isn't the only thing. There's the, those ten movies that they wipe clean. They still exist. You can watch them. Right. But this is taking into context what this movie wants to talk about, which is probably the most interesting thing any Halloween movie has wanted to talk about since the original. Is really fucking cool. Yeah. 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 I'm with you. I think. I think this is definitely. It's interesting because I think. Horror movies in general, like modern horror has kind of split in a few different directions. You've got the kind of like Conjuring Annabelle, which I almost see as sort of has taken over the is kind of the new role of horror movies that are kind of easy to make. They come out pretty much every year or every two years. They do pretty well in the box office. They are crowd pleasers really for like horror movies they're the ones like the nun this year mm. even though the nun was not super well received That's like this year paranormal activity movies the paranormal movies, activity they want to put those out really, every year because like they'll get you back in there and it's a guaranteed ticket really i see those movies paranormal activity saw um and now like conjuring and uh what's the other one? insidious Insidious, yeah, Annabelle, like that kind of stuff. Fun movies, right? And sinister, but, but they're the new, they're the new sort of like Friday the Thirteenth, Nightmare on Elm Street, Hellraiser, where there's like they just not in in theme or execution, but they make a lot of them and they continue to make them, right? And then you've also got the like A twenty four corner or like you know your Babadook, It follows your indie hereditary, stuff, your yeah. indie like more like art housey kind of horror sort of thing that is definitely like. Dialing in on what makes horror like horror is a lens to tell a story that is much more thematically heavy, but is not very much not a crowd pleaser. No, doesn't have to be. I mean, like I'm the kind of guy that I think Hereditary is a banger. Yes, like, I think the oh, last yes. twenty yes. minutes of Hereditary is like Jack saying. That yes, but we're not. Absolutely, no, I totally. We're not you. the crowd. Mm-hmm. You know, the, there are movies that like the general audience does not react well to. People there, there's a there's a divide between them mm-hmm. because they're not just they're I mean, not most fun. People drink Coca Cola, like it's but, not. But that ex- that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like this is the divide Pinkies between up. them. Exactly, and yeah. that's fine. That's fine that those two things exist separately and they can be their own separate things. And there's stuff for for everybody. Yeah. I think Halloween splits the divide between the fun horror that is the crowd pleaser, but also I think really is well made. Like overall, like I think it's well directed. I think the acting is actually good. In the original, no, no, no I'm talking, talking about, about the new Halloween 2018. Okay, yeah. I think Halloween 2018 specifically like splits the middle between like being the fun, get a crowd together, watch this movie in a movie theater. It's fun and also and like you know pretty low barrier to entry. Has some good kills in there. Has some good like Mike Myers is scary. There's some good tension in there and then also some good like jump scare sort of stuff but also is reverent to the people who are like the hardcore horror fans now that also probably like the mike burgess of the world that also love them some hereditary like i think it like i think it nailed it i think it like (laughs) they nailed it really like there's no better version of this movie to make yeah and that's one of the things where it's like when you go into a movie, are you upset with it? We've talked about this before. Are you upset with it because it didn't give you what you wanted? Exactly. Or are you upset with it because it tried to do something and it didn't succeed? Like this movie inarguably succeeds 100% at what it sets out to do. Yes. Whether or not you agree with it, 
that's different. But I think it threads the needle between the like, what does a horror buff who really loves like the original Halloween want? Totally. And also, what is what does a modern like 2018, 15 year old going Absolutely. to see one of yeah. these movies? You want? can. You don't need to no see, knowledge. You at don't all. have to have seen and any of the other Halloween movies. Last of a time. Absolutely. And if you and if you have if you do have like even a decent amount of knowledge or <clears throat> a lot. It's not even pandering. No. It's like you they make you work for it. It's really like there's a couple big ones in there, which we'll talk about later, right? Yeah. But for the most part, like it's all these little tiny things. Like if you're paying attention to the background, you're just like, yo, they put that in there from Halloween 5? Like that's insane. Right. But also the language of the film <clears throat> gives you what you need to know if you're coming to it completely fresh. Mm-hmm. You know, the way that the movie is structured and the, what they give you and how they give that to you is a way that – Feels like an organic sort of storytelling that's giving you everything you need to know about Mike Myers and also the people that he's affected in his history while at the same time, you know, giving you those little details that are fun for Mm -hmm. people who have been along for the ride the entire time. Yeah, the first 20 minutes of this movie is rock and roll. Yeah. How they set everything up. They set you where you are. These are the characters. These is what what they believe in. These are the stakes. This is what's going on. And then it just goes. Yep. And it's... And it's a ride and it's yep. great and it mixes together that very slow tension of the first one mm-hmm. where you're like, it's been 45 minutes. When's something going to happen? It does that in this movie, but it also is like, all right, we'll show you a guy like doing this like 15 minutes in real quick. Okay. That'll satiate you over. But they yeah. still allow that tension to build up, which is Jack, what you're talking about is like, yep. it's kind of a meeting of both worlds. Yep. I Yeah. And I think it, it, it nails it. I don't think it's. For my taste personally, like what I am looking for 100% in horror, um, it's just not my taste specifically, but I did really enjoy it. Well, and know, this it's is not like, like this is it's like, not going to be my favorite horror movie of the, of the year, but I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this movie is so fucking up my alley, it's stupid. Like, I really like, I've been kind of, I'm like holding back. I love this, I like love the movie, especially just seeing like for me, just seeing the original Halloween yesterday and then seeing this movie today, it's such like a tight experience, like not knowing anything else about all the other ones, which, you know, I was glad to now hear the history of it, but just have like the untainted experience of being like this movie 40 years later. This that's movie, so cool. Like, yeah, it's like, yeah, it makes this movie so fucking good. Cause my expectations going in are like really not like nothing, you know, because like, you know, you I didn't really, really have any baggage yeah, coming in. Exactly. Like I, I really did like the original when I saw it and like, you know, I do this. So I have the lens of understanding that, you know, it's a period piece now. In a way, or not a period piece, but like it's a movie from a different era. It's of its time. It's You're of its like, time. you can exactly. tell that Absolutely. this is 78. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, this movie, you know, for me, it just feels like it's a spiritual successor as well as a sequel, as well as like a soft reboot. It's, it's, it's great. And for me, like, you know, I do. So, usually, like, you know, the Annabelle's, the Conjuring, those movies are like not up my alley, but I am more into the A24 kind of like existential dread but also they hurt you they make me feel actual (laughs) pain and like i can't you know i can't see hereditary twice i can only see it once and that's it because i'll never forget certain things in it because it's in my brain forever but movies like this are like so up my alley because it's like it's a little bit actiony which is like super for me and well the pacing is like you could bounce a quarter off that pace oh my god it's like it's such a tight movie and it wastes no time and just the construction of it the crafting of it is is brilliant and like uh, is is really it's yeah, I was I was surprised by how much I liked it. It's really cool, and I think really uh, immediately apparent watching the original nineteen seventy eight Halloween and then mm-hmm. twenty eighteen Halloween 
the like just how far filmmaking has come. Yeah. Like the modern, like, because I think this movie really like employs a lot of modern sensibilities of filmmaking. But still, like, it's like subtle in a way. Yeah. And I I think that's what I really like about it. And, um, or I think one of the many things I really like about it is that it doesn't, it, it doesn't try and blow the doors off of its modern sensibilities. It's very much kind of like, just uses it to facilitate no, it, the actual it, yeah, it, yeah, it like it maintains the heart of the original but puts it in like through like modern like yeah. technique. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I think the the strongest thing for me about the movie is like, you know, the just the the way they do character. Like I think all the characters in the film are like really strong for either the ones that are like in the whole runtime to the ones who just have a few lines before yeah. they they go. Like I there's some really great like performances in that flick. There are a few fun characters that are like, all right, this guy needs to bite it. This guy sucks. Yeah, there's a few people you meet pretty early on. You're just like, well, I'll see you later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll see you later. Yeah. I was going to say something, but I'll save that. Yes. That. Yep. I think we're... I, I th- but I do want to say, too, before we carry on, there's a very big difference between this type of movie and like the A24 horror movies. Because if we really want to break down specifics, this isn't a horror movie. This is... A slasher. Yeah. And it is a subgenre of horror and slashers have their, and that's where the action comes from because slashers are horror mixed with action tropes and melodramatic stuff. Yeah. It's like, oh, we're going to have a body count and oh, people are going to be acting in dumb ways where you're like, that guy's going to die. Like very different from horror. Like you really can't compare a movie like Green Room and Hereditary and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. the Babadook to something like this. Like those are very psychological in nature. Yeah. But Green Room, Green Room is probably the closest. Slasher, it's yeah. almost a slasher. Green Room accidentally becomes a slasher by the very nature of the situation that the characters are put in. Yeah, where it's just like we're coming to get you, Barbara, kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My introduction to like slasher movies or like the earliest slasher movie I saw was uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. And that movie takes it. The original? That, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit. I remember I was like watching that, like, I think it was like a year ago. And I was like, it's just fucking disgusting. Well, are you guys, are you yeah, guys aware boring. too? And like, it's okay if you're not. But I just realized, like, I didn't think. Of, this is the first one. This is the OG. This is the first I was, slasher movie. I was movie literally on. about to ask, when did Nightmare on Elm Street Like, Halloween out? came out and they were just like, all of these Hollywood executives were like, there's a new genre in town. Yep. Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, Child's Play, go, go. We're and getting like, that Mike like, Myers money. And then like, there's all these like really awesome early 80s slasher movies where they didn't understand what the genre was and they were yeah. defining the rules while they were making it, like uh, The Burning. And like, there's, there's so much cool shit that happened in between 1978 and 1985 where they were trying to figure it out. And I honestly think it kind of caps out at, I think, 85, 87-ish was... Uh, the first child's play, mm-hmm. which was just like, what if we took a slasher movie and we art housed it up because we don't have a lot of money and yeah. that's child's play. And they were just like, oh. cool. I mean, child's play I saw last year for the Beacon Horror Show. I yep. was like, this movie fucking rocks. So while we're on that subject, and I think just to cap out um, our pre-spoiler, because I want to get into the spoilers and talk about this movie like fully in depth. Um, this movie it came out last week. It made something like eighty million dollars over the weekend, which is an October record setter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, also, usually the horror movies don't usually do no, that this well. This movie was made for like ten million dollars. This like, movie insane. rocked the box office so big time. Get so ready so for horror movies, is, everybody. My question to you is: 
is this going to be a repeat of 1978 where, oh, yeah. where Hollywood goes, mm-hmm. isn't it time for a new reboot of Friday the 13th? Isn't it time for a new reboot of Nightmare on Elm Street? Nightmare on Elm Street, sure. Uh, the Friday the 13th thing is so... Actually, Birth Movies Death just put up an amazing article talking about the legality issues behind Friday the 13th, Ooh, which is, is, that, is very interesting mm. and very hard to like sift through and figure out. And they put together something that's very concise and you can see exactly what's going so on. it's pretty tied up. Basically. Which is why we haven't gotten a new Friday the 13th since like the 2008 one, which was very successful. Which and one was, was that Jason? Uh, no, whoa. no, that was the remake, like the reboot. Oh, like Square There was one. a 2008 reboot of Friday the yeah, 13th? Yeah, it kind of combined the first two movies, like where Jason was the bad guy and had the dude from uh, Supernatural was in it. One what? of those dudes. Yeah, yeah, it's a really good movie. It's really fucking cool. We showed it. Uh, we showed the original Friday the What's 13th. What's it called? It's just called Friday, called Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th, yeah. We showed what? that back to back with the original for the second horror show. Where the cool. fuck was I when this happened? I didn't know you yet. I missed it, I guess. That I was guess like, I was, that was like school. probably two months before I met you because we started the podcast like right after that. No, you said it was 2008. No, no the movie show, came out showed it. I showed show. it. In, oh, no, no, no. I'm I talking have about no when did, idea where you were in I was in uh, 11th grade. Wow. How did I miss this? Interesting. Yeah, I'm going to have to go really, back. It's a I'm going to have to go back and check that out. Yeah. Um, yeah, I could definitely see this movie leading to, you know. Some reboots, or at least more Halloweens. We're getting a sequel to Halloween. There's yeah. going to be a Halloween too, for sure. For yep. sure, we'll talk about yeah. that more. Do you guys wait to the end of the credits? We we thought there was no after credits thing. Well, we'll talk about it on the spot. All right. Fuck. All right. Well, I really had to pee. I mean, I'm sorry, oh. but I do definitely am. I would Respecting be down. Bladder, I would. I would be people. down to go see a new reboot of Nightmare on Elm Street that is made with the same sort of craft and consideration that this movie was made yeah. with i mean i think like you know what makes uh, I, i'm really like sick and tired of like hearing people being like everything in hollywood's like you know a marvel movie or a reboot and like you know i don't think that those are bad movies and i think there's plenty of really good ways to do reboots and uh i think this is you know a really glaring example of a good idea of how to do one so yeah if someone's trying to do another nightmare on elm street like i'm, I'm here for that also Come it's down. it is cool the like the sequels that we've been getting that are at the same time reboots and sequels like that are continuations of things that happened a long long time ago like mm-hmm. halloween blade runner yeah twin peaks what did we we coined a term for that for your serenity article we were talking about it and it's like uh Fun. Robbie, you wrote a Serenity article about yeah. Serenity, which was like the og like firefly got canceled fans were able to get it back and it was like uh I can't remember what it was called. It's in the article. That was within a few years, though. Right, but I'm it's, talking it's about still like this is like it's continuing the story, but it's, it's like the first of its different. kind. I'm talking about yeah. specifically, we had a thing that was iconic, and then decades later, we got those people back and made a new thing. Right, like, and Harrison Ford in Blade Runner 2049, sure, right. like. All the cast of Twin Peaks That's the whole thing with Twin Peaks and Firefly. I don't think that there's any difference between what the term should be. Because those actors were gone. Like four years had passed. Like they were doing other shit. And they had to get them all back together. To get people part of the the project. Bigger. Rounding up all those people four years and 25 years later. Different. I'm watching Twin Peaks, by the way. I know you are. We'll talk. I'm in the second season. We'll talk. Um, I'm sorry. We'll talk. It's great. <laughs> um, the second season gets a little touch and go. 
But yep. any closing thoughts there on spoiler free Halloween, then we'll go into the spoilers and, and uh rock, rock blow the doors off this shit. Uh just yeah, this movie's a great time and you know, see definitely see in the theater. And uh, you know, I think this is the the way to do a good reboot or a sequel or, or kind of thing like this is to you know, especially movies like this that have a tumultuous kind of like legacy of like good and bad kind of iterations, it's boiled down the movie to its essence and build upon that and i think that's what this movie does yep mike uh go see this movie in theaters now yeah Uh, Yeah. you want to see this with a crowd um yeah go on like a friday or saturday i don't want to in case people are going to turn off after this and go see it and listen to the rest i don't want to uh misrepresent my opinions of the movie Uh, the movie has some problems uh, which I think are just kind of born out of like the necessity of making a movie like this, making a slasher movie. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and I think it's fine. Uh, but I also will say, and you have you're gonna have to stick through to the end to like really get it. But I do believe that this movie is the um, the battle cry that we needed after certain Supreme Court stuff happened, because <laughs> this movie very deeply deals with the metaphor of survivors and um how the world perceives people who have gone through traumatic events mm-hmm. uh, all 30 40 years ago yeah it's a uh, very specific to that and uh that's i think it's heavily the most interesting thing that i caught in the movie and i'm really excited to talk to you guys about it I'm but really i think excited. that the I'm movie really <laughs> the movie is uh very smart it is a smart movie that is doing a bunch of dumb stuff for fun, which is what the best slasher movies do, because slasher movies are dumb. But yeah. if you do it in an intelligent way, it dumb becomes like really a fox. fucking cool. Cool. All right. Well, and there's also we'll, great actors in this movie too. Everybody is on fire in this movie. Yes. Yes. All these younger ones. Whoever plays like the boyfriend with the long hair, who's just like I'm smoking pot all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. He is great. He's <laughs> so. I have a small bone to pick with Judy Greer, Greer, but we'll we'll come to that. Say goodbye to these, Michael. Yes, <laughs> Jesus. Okay, we'll be right back with spoilers. You like that? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to another episode of It's Fits, where Story Screen's own film laureate Brian Robert Fitzgibbons speaks on a film. Today, Fitz will discuss the 1978 John Carpenter masterpiece, Halloween. The song or the movie? The movie. There's a song called Halloween. Halloween. The mask makes me think of the mask that he wears. Uh, Michael Myers makes me think of the actress. I can't remember her name. I don't know. Halloween's. Is it that scary? It's more the music. It's the music. It's just a guy in a mask trying to kill people. And Jamie Lee Curtis. I remember I have more recollection of Halloween 20, like with LL Cool J. Like, <laughs> was that what it was called? Halloween 20? No. Really? That's stupid. I don't know, when I think of Jamie Lee Curtis, I think about that movie with John Travolta when she's like, dan- like it's like not yoga, but it's dancing, gyrating. <laughs> I don't know what the name of that movie is.
This has been another episode of It's Fits. And we're back. It's time to open this up. Open up this pit. And talk about Halloween. The spoilers are here. Robbie, who dies? Forget Uh, I said that. Just kidding. Not Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, Yeah, so now we can talk about the specific spoilers of Halloween. I like the intro a lot. Yeah. The Uh, intro kicks ass. I like the two two British podcasters. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that that's a very interesting way to, like we were talking about the first 20 minutes, really Mm -hmm. gets across everything that's going on and having these podcasters there is great to get information across, but it's also, as I read, a very interesting take on who we as the audience are coming in to go see a new Halloween movie, where it's like, we want Michael to do stuff. Go, do something. Do something. Like, oh, you're supposed to be this monster. Go, why won't you do something? And a lot of that is also in the doctor's character, who's kind of like idolizing Michael in a way. Well, there's something about it also that I think, like, these people... The doctor, the podcasters, they're just looking for a reason. And it's kind of this more modern trend of trying to understand and psychoanalyze serial killers, which has very much become like, I can't speak to whether or not this has always been a phenomenon, but like recently it feels like there are so many podcasts and true crime shows and stuff that are specifically about like digging into the psyche of a serial killer and understanding why and i think something that it like i was thinking about it also when we were watching the original halloween last night like you know you as a viewer you're like okay well a why is he doing this and b why is he invincible and i think the answer that i came to over the course of this movie is just like that's the whole point is just he doesn't have a reason. No. There's no reason. His and there's mask no reason is very why- important that it's just, they call him the shape. The like, shape. And you can't see if he's enjoying doing anything or if he's actually thinking about it. And you guys do know what the mask is too, by the way, right? No. It's actually. a Kirk It's mask a Captain Kirk William Shatner mask that they, that they, they just like, that they just painted white and dyed the hair brown. Oh, weird. Yeah. Okay. I'll show you a picture of the actual mask and you're just like, oh. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. But I th- that that's cool how it's, you know, Mike Myers is just, he's invincible because he's an he's, unstoppable because, force. And that's and, what's so scary. And right. I think that the podcasters and the doctor trying to figure out why he does what he does is David Gordon Green and Danny McBride commenting on what the other sequels did. Right. Where they tried to explain, oh, he's trying to kill her because it's his sister and oh, there's a cult and blah, blah, blah. But also like the, the sorry, Rob, the, the, just the idea that like trying to find meaning in evil, right? Mm-hmm. Like trying to find some reason, some answer to evil and that's why Mike Myers is scary. There is no answer. It's just, he just does what he does. Yeah. And there's no stopping him and there's no reason for it. Right. Which is what this movie is very much about is it's mm-hmm. presenting the fact that it's, and this is the the very like beginning tip that we will have many more conversations while we're talking about this, but it's Jamie Lee Curtis's character was traumatized. Laurie Strode was traumatized by what happened to her back then. And she's yeah. like, he's going to get out and he's going to come after me again. And I need to be ready. And when he finally does get out, Michael doesn't fucking care about her no. at all. 
No. She's not on his radar until like he's just brought there by the doctor at the end to be able to do it. Like, and he's just like, here I go kill him again. And this yeah. is like the idea of like the victim victimizer relationship where it's like the victim's life is changed forever. And they think because that this was such an important moment for them, mm. however bad of an important moment it was, it's everything to them and it defines their life and destroys it. Whereas the victimizer... They don't care. You were just there. The only reason in the first one that he goes after Laurie as far as the canon is with these two movies now is because she dropped the key off at his house when he was there. And he started following him. And then killed all of her friends, tried to kill her, and she fought back. Mm -hmm. That's all we know. Yeah. And it's this idea of Michael Myers is just we don't know why he's doing these things. And we just see this guy just get unleashed and he just starts killing random people like just for no reason at all like oh get that got a hammer yeah. go do that oh now i got a knife oh i'll go in there and i'll kill this girl well, oh, i think okay, he no, wanted i think he want he killed that first person because he wanted a knife he wanted a knife well yeah. he wanted to get into a house so he's like oh there's a hammer i can kill somebody in there and i can find a knife yeah, yeah. i like the idea that he's <clears throat> he's not really a long-term thinker that's like just like not how he operates it's very much kind of like it's a it's impulsive Mm-hmm. You know, and he's in supplemental force where it's kind of like a, you know, the doctor later in the movie describes it as like a predator like relationship, and yeah. that he, you know, animals that are predators, like the one thing they are thinking about is food. You know, mm-hmm. killing is access to food. You know, killing something is so you can eat and survive. Mm-hmm. You know, in a way, maybe if you really want to analyze the psyche, like I think in a way, like he's an unstoppable force, but maybe like you know, it's it's murdering keeps him alive. Killing keeps him alive. It, like, satiates him. And, like, even though he's lived all this time, you know, being alive without murdering in, like, incarceration, it's... He's not truly alive till he starts killing again, you know? And I think that's kind of the real way to, like, look at his character. Yeah, totally. And, like, and, I, think, I, and I think it's really important... They described it as dormant. Yeah. I, I think yeah. it's really important to bring up, too, because uh, a good buddy of mine, Brian, uh who we love the Halloween movies and we've always talked about this idea and I almost never see anyone talk about it is that Michael Myers in the canon of the first one and this new one and also everything he's a little stinker he's a little bit of a trickster he likes the trick as much as he likes the treat he's he puts the the goat the 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 sheet on and wears the glasses like Michael Myers decided to do that as Uh easy as it is to like show away like John Carpenter thought it would look cool and they do it. Yeah. In the context of the movie, he does that. And in this movie, he does a bu- the, the the pumpkin carving of the, the cops. Yeah. And like putting the sheet on the girl and putting the pumpkin that her boyfriend carved her in the fish tank right next to it. Mm-hmm. There's like, he's a little fucker and he loves doors. Yeah. Uh, I was just talking to Brian about this. He, he's like, no, no, like opening a door and then walking away and waiting for somebody to go over and close it. Yeah. He does it throughout all of them. Like it's, it's, he's a, he's a real like trickster of a guy. Even to bring it back to like that predator conversation, like it's almost like fear weakens his prey. Yeah. Fear puts mm-hmm. his prey in like a, in a weakened state so he can attack. Them. He likes scaring yeah. people just as much as he likes killing them. He sure. almost has like a telekinetic ability in the first movie, in the original movie, to like open and close doors like remotely. Yeah. Like doors open and closed when he's not around. Well, and that's very much, John Carpenter has said, he's like, we did things where things happen in the first movie <clears throat> where you don't know if it's him doing it or if it's just regular shit and that's what's scary because we've all seen like, did I leave that window open? Right. Yeah. Or... 
Why is the door open? Like, there are no, definitely, I close that. There are definitely like, doors that close in front of people and open in front of people. Like they're watching it open and close or you're what the camera mm-hmm. is on them just opening and closing when he's not around, which could just be, I don't know, the it window could be or anything. whatever. Yeah. That's the, it's the unknown. And that's kind of like, eh, it could be a cop out a little bit where John Carpenter can just be say like, that's the point. But it's also yeah. like, yeah, that is the point. It's supposed to be scary. Yeah. The original Halloween is, is very like simple and that's you know part of what adds to the fear of it. And that's part of its charm, you know, totally. is that. And that, that's why, you know, I think that's why for years it seems like the people who make Halloween have kind of like lost their way um, because they're trying to psychoanalyze this person. And I think by having the podcasters in this movie, you know, now it's such a good idea for a reboot because, you know, if they talk about anything that happens in the other like quote unquote non-canonical Halloween movies, it's like, oh, it's a myth. It's a story that we heard. It's yeah. just this. And like, it, it's such a good, um, like, I love that narrative device. I think it's very effective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. We I also just got a good laugh when he was like driving up to the house and they're trying to go talk to Lori and they're like he's like, uh, we're um podcasters. She's like, Yeah, we're true crime researchers. <laughs> yeah. Investigative journalists. Yeah. 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 You know how podcasters have like a three thousand dollar budget to just drop on somebody right. uh, to talk to them for five minutes. That was the most unbelievable <laughs> no, thing. No, no, no. We're led to believe because they, they, she mentions that they had just like cracked this case, and this is their next big one after like doing something very similar to this, where like they got like the court to reopen facts and find new examples. Situation. All and I'm that's saying is, Laurie Strode says she's like, "There's nothing new to find here. It's yeah. this is what it is," and he's evil. I'm fucking crazy now and there's nothing new that's happened in the past 40 years and they don't believe that because they're of the same mind as the doctor where it's like they just want to they want Michael's side of it. And that's the, the that scene really is where they are starting to introduce this kind of idea of trauma and victims and victim blaming because they say to her they're trying to understand Michael and they're they're kind of bringing up like oh you know he killed some people and now he's going to go away for life and then they kind of accuse her of being like you know damaged in this way and she says like oh so he kills some of my best friends murders them in cold blood and he deserves a second chance but i'm crazy cuz i had two divorces mm-hmm. yeah. you know like and that's she, he mentions he's got that great line at the end where he's like i went up and cuz she's like your guys are about to go i'm going to kick you out she's like about to open the door and he goes yeah. i went and talked to michael i showed him the mask and he didn't say anything but i think that he would talk to you and that's like understanding what you're actually asking that person to do that's like 40 years ago this person fucked your life up and they're still alive right up the road just like you know like uh 50 miles away and would you like mind going to talk to them for my podcast and she's just like opens the door get out give me the money like this is like absolutely ridiculous and that is very much this kind of victim blaming shit yeah yeah and people say to her her own family says to her just let it go Yep. Just get over it. That's one of the most over-the-top cheesiest moments in the movie is like where Lori goes and gives her granddaughter mm-hmm. uh, her like the $3,000. Like, go somewhere, go do something. And she walks away and it's just like, why can't you get over it? Yeah. And it's just like, rah, 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 rah. and it's just very exposition-y. And it's like, you got to drop this. You got to nail down exactly what their relationship is because they're not going to have that many scenes together until the end. Right. 
Uh, I also, my biggest problem with this movie is that Lori's granddaughter calls her grandmother oh my the God, whole time yes. and they keep doing it. They do Why? it like three or four times. And I'm like, nobody does that. Grandmother nobody says grandmother. It's like nails on a chalkboard every time she does. I, I'm so glad you just brought that up because I, I like forgot about it. Not a problem. It's fine. It's a word. Drove it me ins- three times. Bleh. Drove me insane though. Drove me insane while I was watching. I was like, why? But again, at least she doesn't mix it up because that'd be even worse. If she said grandmother three times and grandma once, you'd be like, Ooh. you got a grandma in the middle. She's just a weird kid. Fuck it. If we're airing our grievances now, can I talk about what bothered me? Please. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. The only thing that bothered me, again, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. But Lori spent her entire life prepping for this, right? However, a tactician, she is not. She got very lucky at the end there, I think. So but in what? It's just the little things. What's like, the, what's the thing she got lucky with? Like, what do you? Well, like I'll come back. To, I'll come back. I'll come back to that. But okay. I just think like her <laughs> ability. Okay, she's this fucking nuts. Matter. By the way, too, this we all matter. agree on this. Like, she's she doesn't nuts. That's why she's able to pull everything off that she does. Well, I mean, th- there's an argument for that, but it's also like if there's like holes in her plan. She's fucking nuts. Yeah. Okay. Well, these are very little minute things. Totally. Maybe we can, and maybe maybe I'm wrong about this. You're a military man. Maybe you can correct me. A, mm. do not dry fire weapons like that. That's not do good. Do not, what? Dry fire weapons? When she's like cocking all her shotguns and firing them like uh-huh. without any bullets in them? Yeah. That's not good for your guns. Don't do that. Fuck you. Whatever. <laughs> also, tri- her dr- trigger yeah. discipline, no sure. good. Right. No okay. good. Yeah. Yeah. Bad for the guns. Sure. Bad for the guns. Uh, looks cool in a movie, but... But, come looks on. Looks cool in a movie. Listen, I wonder why they did but, it. But, but isn't her oh, whole gotcha. character gotcha. in this movie, I've been preparing, I've been doing... Because she's also what, fucking when nice. I saw yeah. her, When I saw her, I was like, sick. This is the Sarah Connor... This is the Terminator 2 Sarah Connor. But I think that's such an important Laurie. distinction. And that's that awesome. She doesn't have the training yes. that Sarah Connor has. She's, she, on her own crazy fruition, has been like, I put together this bunker and this crazy yeah. thing, which is like, that's pretty good. In for Terminator 2, they have the line that explains everything. It's she's like, had all she was military dating a bunch of guys that yeah. taught her all this shit. Laurie Strode is just like, oh, she was married twice, and who fucking knows? Like, Not military Where guys. are those guys? Yeah, you know. <laughs> Again, said it was an epic. Also, it's fine. Yeah, also, yeah. tactically, if you're going to bring Michael into this house and have weapons to deal with him in this house, you know, pick a shorter muzzle shotgun, maybe. Because she says even to her daughter, like, this is for uh, precision and stopping power. Mm-hmm. But, like, you're in teeny tiny little rooms, you know, like, mm-hmm. get a... yeah. Smaller guy. I actually kind of buy that. When she was like in the like, doing kind of corridor shooting and she had like this, she had this long, long ass, ass rifle. rifle it's like, so around. Around. I, I believe I believe too, and this is kind of talking about the ending of the movie just very briefly, but it's yeah. I do believe that her entire idea is that she doesn't want to just kill Michael. She wants to trap him down there so she, she wants can to lure watch him, him burn. She wants to confirm. Yeah. She, wants she wants to, to watch him burn. Kill. She doesn't yeah. want to shoot him in the head with the guns. She wants the guns to be able to lead him out of the room so she can close all of the doors yeah. so she can get him into the trap. But she also probably appreciates at this time that it doesn't matter if you shoot him. No, she's fucking crazy. That's that's the thing. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. And that's why Judy Greer, towards the end, is just like, 
oh, like, we've got him. Like, he's right there. He's at the door. But, but that's what I mean, she, I, where the luck part comes in. Because in the scene where she's in the room with all the mannequins, that could have broke bad for her pretty easily. And she could have been very much, yeah. And that's... And uh, I think that that's is... conflict. Partially. Yeah, movie, of course. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, Of yeah. course. But partially because that gun was too big for that room. Yeah, she had a big gun. Sure. Yeah. I do love the inverse of that. Right, where it's like, oh my God, Michael yes. in the first one oh, is coming to the closet to get her, and then it's the inverse. Well, like, even, this is the very obvious, like, yeah, even like, before reflections. that, when um, I don't remember the, the name of the younger is, is girl. That, is it Lori? It's not Lori. No, Allison. Lori is. Allison, Allison yeah. is the grandmother. I'm a right? monster. What the fuck? Is that her name? It's Allison. Now, you're, I'm telling you, you're right. I remember it now. <sighs> I'm not well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's okay. She's when she's, she looks out the window and her yeah. and grandma's just standing out there, like staring at her, like grandma. You know who that reminds me of? Actually, it's like mirroring us. This is like movie that came out. In yeah, the 70s. weird that I never saw because right. I wasn't alive yet, and, and the movie does not exist. In this world, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, I love. I well, you know, it's cool because they, you know, there's at, at the end of this movie, there's only one person that can survive Michael Myers, and it, mm-hmm. and it's Laurie. You know, they're subverting. It's fun. Yeah. Well, no, there's also uh, her douchebag boyfriend, Cameron. Well, he does not get his comeuppance. Does not get his comeuppance. No. No, he sucks. And you guys are uh, losers. And so. We didn't stick around until after the credits. Oh, no, that's. It's just him breathing at the end. Oh. It's it's nothing big, but it's like. Oh, he doesn't die? Weird. Yeah. 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 Uh, No, the the Cameron character, I believe his name is Cameron, the boyfriend that she's dating, the Bonnie and Clyde, uh, his dad. Is the kid that Dr. Loomis scares away in the first Halloween when they're going up to the Myers house. Huh. How'd you find that one out? It's the name of his dad. Oh. Yeah. That's funny. It. And it's like, that's like one of those things where I was watching and I was like, that's a really fucking weird thing to put it's in your Halloween Easter movie. Egg, yeah. um, is the cop in this movie the sheriff who ends up getting killed by the doctor? No. The is cop he, in this movie is not in the first it's movie. It's not Mr. Cybird's Officer Cybird. No, no, no. It's okay. not, he's not in the first movie. It's after the movie ends, this happens. So gotcha. that's why I wanted to ask you... To my you, understanding. Yeah. I wanted to ask you because... So Jeremy, my brother, said that only the, Good looking boy. the original... Halloween movie is canon to this one, but is Halloween two not also no because Halloween because, two they introduced the relation thing yeah so they just you, there's no explanation for how they caught he was just caught he was just yeah. caught this is one of the problems that I have with the movie it's but it's, it's like again it's not a big problem because they explain it and you know if I don't buy their explanation that's me if their I explanation guess. is like we caught him and we put him in jail. And we're like, well, how'd you catch him? Well, that doesn't matter. There was police but don't, everywhere at that I, point. I, and I, they I, probably found the guy that's like, just got shot six times and is walking around with no weapons. Yeah. I haven't seen Halloween 2, but don't they catch him at the end of Halloween 2? They kill him at the end of Halloween 2. I thought they set him on fire, but he's They survived. set him on fire, but he like burns. He's dead. Like uh, Michael Myers is not invincible. In these canon, in this canon, he becomes invincible starting in Halloween 2. Because he has pagan curses, right? He's just a motherfucker and hard to kill. Like, you can shoot him six times and he moves from a lawn. He could just been right over there on the road. Yeah. Like, all the guys just pan up and he's like, he's gone. Oh, no, wait, he's right there. He's right there. He collapsed unconscious right there from loss of blood. Yeah. We don't know. 
And in this one, like he gets some shit shot off and he gets shot, but he's he gets shot on the neck. He gets yeah. shot on the shoulder. It looked like neck to me. It looked like got some I, neck meat like on that bullet. Uh, Look at he got clipped. He got he definitely got clipped because you see him clipped. like wing back kind of. Yeah, um, got clipped. Yeah, dude got stabbed in the eye forty years ago and was still fucking shit up. So he's he's a tough guy. He's a, he's he's a, a tough guy. He's not invincible. No, he's just like a drunk dude. <laughs> you can do a lot of shit to a drunk guy, and they're they're still gonna come at you. It's fair. It's fair interpretation. So. Are you saying that you think at the end of this movie he's still alive? Yeah. We didn't see him burn up. Like, in Halloween 2, you see his body burn. Because that was like they wanted to end it. And they wanted to do some other Halloween stuff. Mm -hmm. And then they just like, whatever. Like, they never explain that in H2O. Where they're like, 1 and 2 are canon. It's like, so when you saw him burn up, where? like, he's just still out there and it's just 20 years later it doesn't yeah. make any fucking sense so that's what i was talking about going back to like like the nature of mike myers like he's scary because he there is no explanation for why he's, he is invincible he's scary because he's unknown mm-hmm. we yeah. don't know if he's invincible but it certainly fucking seems fucking that way seems like, he like is. nobody's stopping him yeah like that's he is the unknown he is why the shark is scary in jaws when you don't see it like right. it's what is it? How big is it? Yeah. How? Yeah. Where does it come from? What does it want? We don't know, and that's way scarier he's, than like, oh, he just wants to kill his family. Yeah. yeah. On mm-hmm. Halloween, he's so inherently different from like, sorry, um, serial killers that we kind of understand it in our reality. Whereas, like, you know, you find you figure out what their motive is. It's not usually just like senseless or violence even when it's know? explicitly supernatural like a Jason kind of thing like mm-hmm. Jason is and, and this is us talking about new Mike Myers as of a couple days ago before right. a couple days ago every big slasher serial killer has their rule like Chucky's not going to want to kill you real person Robert Anderson right. because he only wants to kill people that he told his secret to so he can get into their body and anyway yeah. it gets in the way Michael Myers only kills people that are getting in the way of him killing his family. Yeah. On Halloween. Friday the 13th. Jason's only killing people at Crystal Lake. They all have these rules that kind of make it this like mythos. But this now mythos. they yeah. kind of take that rule through. And out. it makes it scary again because yeah. it doesn't matter who you are. You could just be talking on your phone with some dipshit boyfriend of yours and he's just going to stab yeah. you in the neck. Yeah. Yeah. Best death of the movie, I too. I think. Oh yeah, that that was where he just like grabs her and like slams her head against the chair, sick. and then mm. yeah, yeah, that was good. Yeah, absolute. I mean, let's also consider too. It's like he is really trying to just kill women in this movie. Yeah, uh, he well, kills, like he kills he kills uh, men. Yeah. He kills men, but like he's going after the female podcaster. He doesn't yes. even finish off the male podcaster, which I do believe he's still alive too, and he'll pop up in the sequel. You think so? I think yeah, so. Maybe. Yeah, I think he just fell unconscious. But I think Ooh, he died. took some serious head trauma. Uh, he's yeah. not going to look good. He's not going to be pretty anymore. Yeah, he's going to be like a I new don't, Loomis. I don't. Yeah. He can kill. He'll think good or or speak good <laughs> anymore no either. No good. Yeah, yeah. No. He'll have like a whole like weird walk that's like yeah. not appropriate, but like he'll do it because he's an actor. I feel that yeah. the guy playing him, right, right. The uh, the the poor uh, teenage Justin McElroy character got his. Pretty the hard. kid with the long hair. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. Got, well, he got he died the same way that he the, got bobbed. The kid, well, the same way the kid in the nineteen seventy eight one. This really hurts. Oh no, that's the other kid, the chubby one in the. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I know what you're saying. Teenage yes. Justin McElroy. Come yes. on, I thought you were with me on this. I am now. I'm here. 
Who's Justin McElroy? He's, He's a famous podcaster. Okay. They do look similar. And now that I actually didn't realize that they that I was like, who does that kid look like? And now I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Funniest line in the movie is that guy uh, with the the chap lips thing. That was really good. That's a very funny line. Yeah. I also really like. I think my favorite like comedy bit was the, the kid talking about his dance lessons when his dad's trying to. Take that him was so hunting. good. That's that's David Danny Gordon. Mc- that is David Gordon Green. Really? That is thought, David Gordon. I heard Green, that is like McBride David talking. Gordon Green. Well, David Gordon Green and Danny McBride grew up together. They're okay. best friends. Like, and they they love each other, and so like yeah. uh, they have the same kind of sense of humor. Uh, that that part with that kid, I was like, this <laughs> that so kid just fucking shoots. This is where my, this where my heart's at right now. <laughs> and then he shoots that dog. Yeah. And then Mike Myers and snaps like, oh, his neck, which fuck. is like yeah, that's, that's a mic drop when he does that. That's yeah. like a yo. Well, it, shows, it kind of shows you the. He stakes, just killed the you know? kid, it, well, and it's also like it, it sets the stakes right there, where you're like, this guy is he doesn't care. Yeah. And it also builds that like 15 minutes later when you hear that baby crying, you see him approach the baby crib, you're like, well, I don't know. Yeah. Are they? And David Gordon Green actually had a really good response in an interview I read about, they were like, why didn't you, like, so he didn't kill the baby. Like, is there any thought process behind that? And David Gordon Green was like, "Mm, I figured it would just be a little rude. Which, that's the thinking when you don't kill a baby on screen. You already fucked that baby up because his mom got him. Be a little rude. Yeah. Baby's probably going to die by the night anyway. How long do babies live without human beings around? Like 30 time. or 40 seconds, I think. Yeah, right. yeah. They're fragile. Like a glass egg. Mm-hmm. You guys want to uh, geek out about John Carpenter's score for like a minute or two? Oh, uh, yeah. Quick? I think we should. Yeah. That's that. That's that good shit. Yeah, it's a good, up. good. I'm pick Best part of the movie, hands down, right? <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. It's like you know, it's like when a, there's a good soundtrack, it's like what sews all the good stuff together. That's why we like Mandy so much, is because like the soundtrack kind of is like like the last bit of connective tissue that's like makes everything really work. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, the use of the original uh, score and like the way that he changes it over the course of the movie, which I you are more familiar with the original than I am. The 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 score in the original. Like that original theme, I don't think he plays with it in the same way. Yeah, no, he brings it. Yeah, but does he like bring it down and like? Slow oh yeah, he it messes down with it. Like that's John Carpenter's new thing. He did this with his son uh, and his. But he, uh, I'm saying he did that son. in the original. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like, and, well, no, I mean, like, he pretty much kind of kept it pretty standard. Like, that's what I'm saying. John Carpenter's in the new one, thing, he's, yeah. he's like chopping and screwing it a little bit. John in Carpenter's the whole thing when much... he was first scoring his movies was he always liked to consider music to kind of be more atmospheric, like you don't notice it, and it kind yeah. of sets the tone and allows things to happen, which was always crazy coming from somebody who was such a prolific composer for mm-hmm. his movies, and in his later years now, he's really diving into the kind of nostalgic value that the synth sound has. And he's utilizing that with his two kids. And they're like, they made two albums together, Lost Themes and Lost Themes 2, which are fucking great. And those are the ones that came out on Sacred Bones, right? Yeah. 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 And so like they're, they're just making this. And so this is, this is a score for a Halloween movie in 2018 by the original composer, director and writer be damned and creator. The original composer taking his stuff and updating it 40 years later. He had a drum. With the same stuff. Like, he's the guy who can, like, say what you want about churches or Tom or uh, Tom Trues and all these people who are bringing synth back into the mainstream as sure. this kind of really fun way to mess around with pop music. Mm-hmm. This is a guy who sharpened his teeth back in the days when synthesizers first came out. And now he is 
changing the game. Well, all those groups, those new groups, oh, a lot to him. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Um, what's the Stranger Things group? Survive. Survive. Yeah. 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 yeah, and so it's like you, you hear the stuff that Survive is doing and sounds very similar to stuff like this because yeah. they are aping John Carpenter's like tone and his mood. Yeah. And so this is more in the space. Right, space yeah, this is the creator yeah. coming back to the chopping block and going like, ah, you know what? I could do this to it too. And it's like we were talking about the when when he finally brings in like the guitar. Yeah. Like halfway through and it's right after uh, John, John, Justin, uh, Justin McElroy. Yeah. Justin McElroy <laughs> dies and Allison is being chased. Mm-hmm. And it's just that, it's yeah. an amazing, like, I told you, me and Diana, like, grabbed each other. Just like, it's oh, so my good. God, this is great. He's it's doing cool. it. Similar music drops to some of the stuff in Mandy, too. Like that, Well, and that's that's <clears throat> Johan yeah. Johansson and, and Son. Like, yeah. they just, they, they got, got it. It's nailed it. The Mandy soundtrack score is just, it's very, it brings a cool. tear yeah. to my eye every time I watch it's it. Amazing. Yeah. It's incredible. Well, any other uh, spoilery thoughts on this? Oh, I mean... You have probably plenty more. I mean, I wanted to kind of talk about just like the idea of like... I think we kind of... I like the idea of generally just dropping down the theme that I read in this movie, which is like the plight of the survivor, both like at home, in themselves, and outside, and those who have been victimized and stuff like that. And I think it's far more interesting to just consider that when you watch the movie uh and it's i think it's the the film's strongest suit is that's like it's got a very good point yeah Yeah. it's got a metaphor like jack you were talking about before like some of your favorite horror movies they're the movies that really have something thematically to say like all Mm -hmm. of the carnage is catharsis it's Mm -hmm. it's dealing with this idea and presenting us with characters who are feeling one way or another and in this movie, we are presented with both like the victim and the victimizer, and one has turned to violence to go through their trauma, which is killing their sister when they were six years old, and that's all they know anymore. Yeah. And another has turned to like kind of uh, inverting everything onto them and like kind of destroying their life more and, and living more. in fear. <clears throat> yeah. Right. Yeah. So, and I think. Uh, you know, the the way that horror is a very good genre, and I've definitely said this before, and I'll keep saying it every time it comes up, but the, the way that horror is a good genre is it, it talks about those kind of human emotions, human fears, and uses the horror aspect to really make the viewer empathetic to that specific kind of thing. You know, Babadook works because it, it, it takes depression and it uses a monster to make you feel what it's like to live with that kind of thing. 100%. Halloween works because it takes Laurie's trauma of being a victim and puts it in a mask and makes it a shape and makes it makes you understand what it's like to be chased by this person with a giant knife. That's what it's like to have been traumatized, been victimized, and have to deal with that kind of thing. And like it works because it it... it uses this kind of hyperbole this metaphor to like describe to you to the viewer what it's more so make you empathetic and make you understand what it feels like to live with this kind of thing right and you also get like dick jokes and 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 bloody gory kills yeah and it's also that's awesome like that's what's cool about it like i think it's it it very easily could have just been one or two of those things but it's all three and it's it's 
It's a little for everybody over in crowd A and it's a little bit for everybody over in crowd B. And so everybody's happy. And that's what I meant up top is it like threads the needle of all these things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I agree with all that. I don't have too much to add to to those points. You know, it's good. It's good to have a movie, you know, strong women who don't just get murdered by the end yeah, of the Yeah, it's you know? cool like to have the three of them at the top of the stairs, like, I mean, looking the, down the on... the fucking yeah. movie is a feminist battle oh, cry. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's insane. I'm, I'm like, in it. the way most horror movies are, you know, and this yeah. one just, like, really wears it on its sleeve, especially in the third act, where it's, like, the final girl, that's a phrase because of what they utilize that metaphor for in horror movies and slashers yeah. in particular. It's And this is... We get a movie where we are presented with this three generations of women who are all affected by this trauma that happened 40 years ago, and none of them die. They all come out alive, yep. but changed how we don't know. And that's the final shot is is kind of alluding to um, Laurie Strode's original daughter from Halloween 4. At the end of Halloween 4, she stabs someone in a clown she's in a clown costume and she stabs someone and we see it through her eyes Uh, and dr loomis sees her at the top of the stairs like with a knife and like the clown costume and he tries to go to shoot her and like they stop him and like it's like it's a new michael myers oh no it's it's hereditary Mm. and that's kind of what they're going for i think is like the trauma that allison has now felt throughout this she is holding the knife and she hasn't dropped it it's yeah. still in her hand. They've gotten in the truck. They're driving away and she's still gripping the knife. She looks down and she sees it and we like classic 70s exploitation grain like mm-hmm. still frame on it and kind of zoom in very slowly and then mm-hmm. cut to black. Yeah. So it's they're presenting the idea. It's like Judy Greer's character has found some kind of comfort with the relationship she has with her mother yeah. where she realized you were right. And that the world can be deadly and everything that you taught me saved us. Plus, she has the best fucking moment in that movie. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Did you 100%. guys... How, how, was your, how was your crowd when you saw it? No uh, one in the no, theater. No, no uh, one reacted. Dude, man, when she did that, gotcha. Gotcha. It was just... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Really cool. I mean, like, you know... What's well, cool? we were laughing. Like, oh, of course. Yeah, we, we enjoyed it. Like, yeah. our row had the most reactions, I think, to most of the movies. Yeah. Like, we had some hearty laughs, some good, like... Yeah. But everybody else, there was only probably half a dozen other people right, in maybe. the theater with Damn. us. So. Yeah. yeah. It's, it is See, it that's is. the thing. That's that's like going to see it like with a big crowd that like I really feel like that painted an impression on me yeah. to really consider it and talk about it. Because the movie's got its problems just like in like the, you know, the scene to scene kind of stuff where it's like, well, why that? Why this? That's an odd choice. Well, but that's when a you slasher look, thing. But again, when you look yeah. back on it, you're like, that's fine. That's yeah. fine. Like the movie it's is okay talking that, about way more fun things to consider than like, yeah. um, should they really be like dry shooting? What is it's okay it? what is that Lori is not Sarah Connor and she does make some tactical mistakes. Yes. I'll give her that. Yeah. It's fine. It's actually uh, informative of the character. Yeah. She doesn't, she thinks she knows what she's doing. But she's but actually she does not. No yeah. I mean, I, Listen, it's a pretty big tactical error to lean up against a, a door when you have this whole lockdown palace to like lean up against the one entry point that right. has glass on it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> After like you, you, I don't know. You're within twenty feet of the your fucking assaulter for the first time in forty years. Well, you're thinking completely you put straight. Your, you yeah. put your back to him completely. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you're thinking you're thinking very straight, and you're considering with, everything. That whether you're, you're doing. thinking you're, straight, you're or getting not. what I'm doing. You over don't here, put right? your like, back to him. 
Well, she's overeager. That's that's the thing. In those last moments, she's, she's, uh, she's scared. Like, she's scared, but she also like she wants the kill so bad that she's, I think, making a few mistakes. Yeah. Just and, don't but they put your back to people. And as far as movieing goes, like it's yeah, supposed it's to fine. be. It's like it's we're fine. meant to believe that she's super brave in fighting Michael. That's what we've been led to believe. And as soon as she sees him, we see her crack. Yeah, and we see her break down, and she's Make like, mistakes. "What am I going to do? What am I going to do? Yeah. Okay, I can do this. I can do this." And in that moment that she's rallying herself together, he's like, "I'm just going to fucking get you. I'm gonna get you, slam your head against the door that three times, which is very scary." Yeah, and also when he when she shoots his fingers off, I stupid. thought they were going to kill her right there when I, I was thought, watching I it. Also, I thought I was like, "This is," it. and then it was going to be Judy Greer and like, and he was going to like hunt down Judy Greer, and Allison was going to save. I thought so mom. too, but that would have been such a drag. And so would have been a drag. Yeah, that would have been a drag. I think they already learned their lesson from killing Jamie Lee Curtis off in Halloween movies. Yeah, this is they, they did it the right way. I uh, you know I like that it the whole situation is a trap. It's not a cage. It's a trap. Yeah, I, it's cool. I, and I like how it uh, came to a head. Even though like you know because she's making some errors, it's kind of just like. This is very nice that it's a trap. It worked out, but it's fine because then you get all those really great lines and like seeing Mike Myers like get his comeuppance, and by the end end of the movie he doesn't die die. Like I'm okay with all that because you get the cathartic. I mean, as far as the canon of this movie, he does. Yeah, sure. they kill him, but it's like yeah, we didn't see him we'll burn. See. Like he we'll like see. got out there like a shelf or something. Whatever. Know. Yeah, you don't have to. You know, you see him next movie he has burns and missing fingers. I'm like I, I, more into that. That's fine. I think my favorite movie, uh, movie, my favorite moment was when Mike Myers throws her out the window and oh, she's on the her. ground, yeah. and then he looks over and she's gone, and it's just like. It's there's like a second. It's just a beat so where it's on. Like. It's on Mike Myers, and then for a little while he's like kind of wandering around the house, and like the camera is actually focusing on him the whole time. He's like wandering around the house, like oh fuck. It shows because he's being stalked. Yeah, now. exactly. Yeah, right. it's, it's so great. good. I it's love great. that. Great. The stuff. power shift is really cool. Yeah, and um and, and and I really like that the idea. If you're only looking at the original movie and then this movie, like I really like the idea that like. You know, they have this relationship because almost like one can't exist without the other. It's like, a little almost, Batman Joker. It's a little kind Batman thing. Joker, but I'm a sucker for stuff like that, and it really and works. That's, in this movie. That, and that's the, the 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 doctor talks about that. Like yeah. that is the essence of trauma. Mm-hmm. You know, the victim cannot move on without constantly considering the victim the victimizer. Yeah, and the the, the victimizer victimizer heat miser. Heat miser. Heat miser. You know, they they could not care less about the victim, the, right. the individual victim, just like when's the next victim. Yeah. You know, and that's that's the relationship that they have. And I think that the movie and look, if you watch this movie and you're listening to us talking about this stuff right here, and you're like, you guys are reading too much into it, or like, <laughs> yeah, okay. oh yeah, that's the, or or if you're on the other coin, the other side of the coin, which yeah. is even worse, where it's like, yeah, all that stuff is obvious, that doesn't make it good. Like, just like, go eat some ice cream, Relax. and just chill the fuck out. Like, like, you can get a back massage at the mall now. It's go yeah, do that. Like, yeah. They have chairs that do it. Like you don't even yeah. have to deal with another like, human being. Relax. Like just cool. well, no. I, hold on. Get yourself like no, some Jack, like wheatgrass. Is wheatgrass still a thing? Do yeah. the kids still eat wheatgrass? I think you drink it. It's a shot. You do a um, shot. You can eat it. Well, you do a shot. Uh, and blend it. But that's fine because like I, I said at the top of this, like I, I enjoyed this movie. It was fun. But when it comes to horror, like this is not going to be in my top ten. There are probably three other horror movies that came out this year that I prefer to this one, but I still appreciate this movie. So, like, if that's not your thing, if, like, you're not buying into this because 
of Maybe the slasher too. tropes that it still plays with and well, stuff like that. And like, say. maybe like it, I, the fact that it, it has the slasher tropes, it plays a lot of homage to the original. It has a lot of cool references to the original and also like deals with some pretty relevant themes, threads the needle and hits all those like audiences in a way that I think is really cool. But at the same time, if you're still just like, if you're like a, like, Oh, you're reading into this, you know, like there's those other movies as well. And if you're like, Oh, well, this isn't going far enough, then there's other movies as well that are yeah, more right. like there is more subtext and context in there as well. What, so like, if I could throw this up there, like maybe kind of round this up, because I think we're we're looking we're, to kind we're, of go down. We're winding down here. Yeah. What is uh, in in your memory <clears throat> off the cuff, uh, the best horror movie you've seen before Halloween? Like newest. Like this year? Just yeah, like this year, like just in general. Like what, what comes to your mind? Like mine immediately is probably... Uh, Night Eats the World, which I which I, I talked to you about. Yes. Uh, Hereditary. Hereditary. Right. Oh, Hereditary. Hereditary. Great. Yeah. What's the best slasher movie you've seen before this one that, of, of recent recollection? There isn't. You can't. Yeah. And this is a slasher movie. Yeah. And it's got something to say. So, fuck yeah. Like, yeah. really Definitely. fucking cool. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm here for the modern slasher. Like, I'm, I'm into it because kind of what I said at the top when, in the non-spoiler area where I was just like, you know, I like the... I like the actioniness of it, and I, you know, what I was really happy with is, you know, I think Burge, you were afraid when we were watching the trailers because the trailers did kind of pitch it in such a way. Burge, I did not think I was going to like this Burge movie. Not think it, and it just put I thought I was that. going to hate it because I thought it was going to be a shooty third you act Sarah Connor. She was going to exactly. Sarah Connor, and yeah. that was all a trick. And like I it's, was I was worried about that coming into it too, and I had kind of less at stake because I'm not as invested in the series. But I was really happy that like. The, the shooty elements of the film were very muted, you know, yeah. and I, I thought it worked really well. I would have liked to see Michael Myers pick up a couple shotguns. <laughs> I call this one I, Des and Troy. I think uh, that's what he said. <laughs> Say something. <laughs> I call this one Des and I call this <laughs> one Troy. Troy. <laughs> and he's like, he's like uh, reloading them the way uh, Terminator. Terminator does in Terminator 2. Like he's just like... <laughs> Like rotating them. Yeah, I'll like save that for the sequel. You need something for the sequel. <laughs> I mean, that's what it's going to be. The sequel is yeah. just going to be a full-on action movie. I have, I have a few like little pop. It's going to be called Halloween's. Halloween's. Get it? I have a few. I like that. Like, yeah. A little, a little, a few gems I want to throw out there before we wrap up, and it's uh, the kid getting babysat is oh so yeah, Julian. fucking good. Julian, yeah. yes, yeah, he's great. I fucking um, love that, it, especially when she's like on the phone and yeah. she's like, "We're gonna get a little." Uh, what did Alec, she say? Alakazam. He's like, "I know you smoke a weed. weed. Yeah, Don't fuck, fuck with me." <laughs> I'm glad that. Yeah, he I've did. seen some people like not like the the comedy in this, and I'm like, "What? Come well, on!" I'm like, first it. off, it's a slasher movie. That comedy is kind of like all part of like the tension build thing, and I get like it can be ill place. Like, what do you like? I love like the the bomb me scene with the cops. Yeah, great. Also you're just great. like, Good. yeah, because. I don't know who the fuck these guys are. If I just saw them pull up to a car, I'd be like, who are those guys? How'd they get there? Are they really cops? Do I like them? Also, I don't give a shit if they get murdered, you yeah, know? Right. But, they're, they're, they're little, it, but at least I could be like, oh, it's the brownie cop. Yeah, the little bon me brownie thing. You don't want to like, see him It's like, now. oh, now I actually give more of a shit if these also, guys Also, too, the guy playing the one that's given like, the delivery about the bon me sandwich, yeah. um, that's a good actor. Good actor. He's like a like a really good looking young Nathan Fillion. He's kind of got that kind of. Oh, you think so? He's got like a little like a. He's yeah. got a Malcolm Reynolds kind of thing going I feel, on. I feel you. I feel I like he it. also looks like he yeah. also looks like um, 
I don't know the actor's name. He's popped up Justin in a bunch McElroy? of stuff. Justin No, no. <laughs> no. Uh, he's, he was on Orange is the New Black as like the, um, uh, one of the no. prison guards, but he was in First Man as the kind of like, the more like jockey one when they go to uh, the White House. Yes. I don't know the actor's name. Um, anyway, it doesn't matter. He looks vaguely like this actor also. Kind of like so. all white guys look the same. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. But no, I, I mean, like, I, I think the the, <laughs> the, the, the the comedy works there because, you know, slashers are fun. Yeah. They're the fun horror movies. But it's They're also, supposed to be a fun time to yeah, go and laugh and get scared. It's an and effective live. way to get you invested in some of these characters. Like, you know, the kid, you don't want to see him die. The cops, you don't want to see him die. Um, her the, babysi- the, the dance, babysitter? You don't want to see her die. The kid what was her name? Vicky or... I don't know. Whatever. Her, like, friend. It sucked when she died. Yeah. Whereas, like, we watched the other Halloween the other night, and, like, I didn't care. I didn't go, fuck what any of those girls Yeah, died. those girls. <laughs> yeah. They were not. But, not, uh, oh, yeah, the kids smoking the joint the whole time was really cool, too. Who just, like, plays with the motorcycle. Love that just, guy. He's Love, great. Loved him. Loved he him. looked like, um, a young... Justin McElroy. A young, uh... Not not Johnny Depp, but I couldn't I couldn't put my finger on it. I was like, this looks like a young version of a. Uh, he looked familiar to me too. I'm not sure sure what I was picking up on either. I mean, he kind of looks like the guy, like the, you know, the guy in First Man who's kind of like the sports guy who's kind of like I can't remember. Bert, you've never been to the moon unless yeah. it was Rocket Man. Did they go to the moon or Rocket Man or did they go to Mars? Uh, that Rocket was Mars, Man. I'm pretty sure Rocket the Man. movie Rocket Man. Yeah, yeah. where, he, first where he farts the... in the he farts in the suit. I yeah, got dude. the whole world in, in my hands. Hand. I got the whole... it's the it's the first man's the prequel to Rocket Man. Yeah, that was a bit we did during the. Yeah. I was the... very proud of that joke. Yeah, it was all right. Uh, I'm trying to think of all the other little things I really liked about the movie because there's like so much we didn't even like touch on. But I just want like uh, the opening it. sequence is awesome with the, the rotten sh- pumpkin coming back yes, up. Yes, that, that was, was cool. That was great. Yep. Um, um, I love. We talked a lot about how we like the opening kind of like a sane asylum scene, mm-hmm. but just like the checkerboarded, um, just mm-hmm. like for, like the the panning overhead shot of. I didn't that like shot. that. I didn't really? like that. Like in the trailer, I saw it and I was like. What the fuck, Alice in Wonderland mental asylum is that? Like, are they like not trying to make them better? <laughs> I guess that's. And fair. then when I watch it in the in context of knowing what like like the first second to the last second and what the movie is doing, I'm like, oh, this is setting like it's a movie. Like yeah. they're trying to make you like not take it too seriously I because they're like it's a slasher movie, yeah. and I really feel like one of the biggest. One of the biggest negative things that can go to a slasher movie coming out in this past decade is that it kind of tries to take itself too seriously because that's the way you reboot genres and series. Yeah. Is like, it's like Batman, only dark. Yeah, and it's like it's like Aquaman, only he's a bro. And it's like that fucking Aquaman trailer. If I gotta watch that fucking no. thing, well, it's like ten no. minutes, more it's like fucking ten minutes long. Where he's just like, that was the worst pep talk ever. Ugh. I just you, your brother is trying to take over. And the only way that you can stop it is if you come back and you take your rightful place as king. I'm not a king. I'm not a king. I'll I, do I whatever don't know you want. anything. I'll do whatever you want. Just please take that wig off. I can't take it. Get Redheads. rid of that wig. Redheads, am I right? Pablo Schreiber. Fine. Kirsten told me today that okay. she saw Jason Momoa was hot. And oh, I that's the guy him. from First Man? Is that what you're doing? Yeah. You just like myself. Pablo Schreiber that's and him. put a phone in that's my him. face. And I was that's like, him. Pablo good Schreiber. looking guy. 
Yeah. Kirsten thinks Jason Momoa is hot, and I. She told me that today as we're watching the trailer. That's a thing like, Kirsten would think. Yeah, and I was just like, we could break up today, and I guess it doesn't fucking matter. I don't know. <laughs> I was upset. We don't. We're not gonna break up over Jason Momoa. Do you want to? Should we turn this microphone off? We're not gonna yeah, break up. Jason Momoa will not show a trident in my relationship. Nobody even really pegged this. Like, you just kind of came in with that. Don't peg me. Yeah, I'll peg you. Well, we're talking about Aquaman. All right, when we turn this microphone off, we talk about pegging and tridents, and we'll figure we'll figure something out. Uh, I like the checkerboard, but I think opening bit. Yeah, Halloween twenty eighteen, very good. Go see. Yeah, liked Mm -hmm. it. Liked it. All right, I will go see the next one. Me too. And I'll probably see this one a couple more times. I want to get the vinyl. Really, you think so? I'd In like theaters? To, I'd like to try and go check it out on like a Friday or Saturday night, like when it's going to be a packed theater to go do that again. Because that was like, mm. I had people talking behind me the whole time, but they were like, don't fucking do that. Like, I like that. That's yeah. that's the good shit. Yeah. That's their getting I'm looking scared. forward to going to the screening that you're doing of the original two. I want to see Halloween having too, because I bet seen, it's cool. Having seen now. I mean, that's my bread and butter is like those first two. Like that's, I don't consider, like that's the end of the story mm-hmm. to me, like as far as I care and everything else is like what if stuff. Yeah, It'll be more fun having seen the first movie recently <laughs> and going into it with lower stakes. I'm glad uh, <coughs> the, the Mandy screening was very fun. Oh, but you. at the same time, not the way I would have liked to see that movie the first time. And I'm glad that's not the way I saw that movie the first time. Okay. Because of people talking and moving around the whole time. You yeah, know? Well. So I mean, They're drinking beer and they're working on it. I know. I know. <laughs> figure it out one day. But yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing Halloween 1 and 2. Again. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I think I want to see this one again in theaters too. I saw, like, I equated to this because of, like, how it made me feel. I saw Spider-Man Homecoming in theater, like, two or three times. Because, like, I was like, I want to feel good today. I'll go see this movie. And in a weird way, I feel like Halloween... Yeah, too bad that movie pass stream is dead, huh? Yeah, well, I paid for it anyway. I never got movie pass. I still have it. Does it what does it do now? Does it work? Not much. Got me into Halloween for a second screening today. Really? They took off the you can see movies more than once? Or are you uh No, I paid for a liar and it was, cheat. No, the the first one it was like you can't really go see opening movies That's on right. opening weekend. Yeah. But we if you want to go see game. them again or and like and honestly, I'm so busy, like I very rarely can get out on opening weekends to be able to go see them anyway. Yeah, we haven't got you on a hot so take was, in a minute. It was, fine. It was good. Yeah. You know, I, movie pass is like I'm paying ten bucks <clears throat> for the experiment to see where it goes. Because everybody's dropping off. And, like, yeah. maybe once everybody drops off, they'll just be like, so for all of you people, like, I'm hoping that they'll pat me on the head for sticking around. <laughs> Good boy. Thank you Good for boy. staying. Yeah. So for everyone yeah. who's, who's sticking around. I've already switched to Cinemia, which is basically the same thing, but slightly more inconvenient when you're trying to watch a movie. Yeah. I was looking into it. I almost grabbed it's okay. it. It's okay. I don't know I'm if gonna, I would say do I'm it. I'm going to check in with you in like a month or two and yeah. see. Once you get used to it, yeah. like, you'd it's, be surprised what you get used to. It's and, annoying. Yeah. It's annoying. It looked fucking annoying. It's annoying. Yeah. It's annoying. It was like OG Movie Pass before they got like really good at like, it's an app and it's just on your phone. Like, you yeah. You got to do a bunch of weird you gotta shit. You got to do some weird shit. Like yeah, it's not great. I just paid um, Okay, we're going long here. So I'm going to close it here. Unless you have any final, final thoughts. One sentence. Go see it. Yes? Go yeah, see, go see it. it. Okay, and cool. also watch Creep Show and Trick or Treat. Those are great Halloween movies. Creep Show and Trick or Treat are both Trick or Treat. Trick yes. or Treat. I love that movie. That's a good that movie. really cool. Yes. Fun. And definitely check out, I haven't watched the whole thing, but I think both of you boys have 
uh, Haunting on, of Hill House. Oh yes. my god, it's so good. I need really to break cool. into. I, I watched the first two episodes, and I gotta wait till I can. I'm watching with Diana, but I am loving. If you it. when yes. you get to the end of it, find Jack and I because we finished it and talk to us. Yeah, we want to talk about that. And Maybe we'll do good. a podcast about it. Sounds good. Maybe yeah, we, we can, can talk, talk to her on TV. Board. We'll talk person. to her on Friday at the Halloween party. Yeah, yeah. Um, where we'll nobody will die. Hopefully, we'll see. Uh, and Sabrina comes out this Friday. As Sabrina well. looks, yeah, good. That looks good. Sabrina good. looks fucking good. That's sweet shit. Yeah. I also am just into talking cats. I don't know why. I'm gonna be sad There's to see. There's something about talking cats that is, is very. It? Good. You're like right. You're I, dope. Like I smiled so as soon as you said <laughs> yes. it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Like... It's the best part of the TV series, the OG TV series. With Salem. Have they confirmed that the t- cat is going to talk in this? If they don't, then I'm not going to So watch follow it. us on Instagram at story underscore screen underscore beacon. Yep. Twitter at story underscore screen. Story screen beacon.com. You already did your plugs for the shit that's coming up, so we're good on that. We saved time. Read uh, Firefly article. It yeah, we talked about that too. We decent. plugged that. Yep. Your Firefly article is straight hashtag Firefly. Oh, stop. That's good shit. Oh, stop. More like fly fire. All right. Sorry, thank what? you very much for listening. I'm Jack Kolodzeski. <laughs> Mike Burge is leaving already, so I'll just sign him yeah, off. Yeah, sorry. For yeah, you. thanks guys for letting me hang out for a little bit. Yeah, I gotta God, go. I yeah, like, go home. The yeah, car's get still out running. Here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Robert Anderson, thank you for joining me. Anytime. Thank you out there. Have a good night. Happy, happy Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. Happy, happy. Turn off the fridge. Actually, should I do that really quick? Do that really quick. Turn off the fridge really quick. There it is. Yeah. <coughs> is Before, it the new? The new version's cool too. This. This is the new version. This is the new one. Okay. But this yeah, is yeah. this is the new theme that he does in it, which is. Yeah, it's good. Is it in that weird time signature like the other one? Yeah, that is so sick. I wanted to talk when about that. that shit breaks, <laughs> baby. Yeah, yeah. I, Diana and me like grabbed each other. We're like, he's doing he's it. He's doing it. Yeah. <laughs> um, this sound good to you? Level sound good? Um. Bop to get up, 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 up. Ah, boop, boop. Shoot up, but my Yeah, we'll be fine. All right, cool.